the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Great to be back. And I, I was gone for two days. I was gone actually three days, but I was off radio for two. A, a terrific trip. Uh, gave three speeches up in Alaska. You know, the first thing Alaskans ask you is, is this your first time in Alaska? It, it, it even precedes, how are you? It's a very, people don't expect visitors in Alaska, and for, probably for good reason. There are, it is a trip to get there. There's no question. It is totally worth it. I I love visiting Alaska, and I had a great time. I must. I will tell you. I was very touched. I told friends, and my wife was witness to this. I was stopped more time by people recognizing me in Anchorage than I am in L.A. That really blew my mind. <laughs> the word is getting out, and generally speaking, Alaskans have traditional values. So how did they elect Lisa Murkowski? That, it's not uncommon for people with traditional American values, and God we trust, e pluribus unum, and liberty, those are the three components of the American Trinity, as I have called it now for decades. I got that not from my own brain. I got it from every coin and dollar bill in America. The, those, those three are what constitute America, and of course they're hated by the left. In God we trust, liberty, e pluribus unum, from many one. They want from many, many, or one being left. So the battle the battle rages on, and it was, uh, again, a very fulfilling trip to Alaska. The sun sets, by the way, at 11 p.m. It is light now, basically all night. Maybe, maybe at about 2 a.m. it gets dark for about two hours, maybe, maybe so. I have, I've experienced this once in my life in Norway in the summer. I was in Norway in the middle of summer as in my twenties when I beginning my travels around the world. And most people don't know this, but in the summer in the the high north of the planet, the sun does not set in the west. The sun sets in the north. So if you want to know what direction you're traveling don't use the sun. <laughs> if the sun is on your right in, at, at, uh, in the evening, at sunset time, that does not mean that you are traveling, let's see, you would be traveling, if the west is to your right, then you're traveling south. No, you're not. You are traveling, the north is to your right. You're traveling west. <laughs> That's too bad Sean's not on video here. But uh, his look is, is appropriate to what I just described to you. So uh, it, it's a, it, they have sun, sunlight basically all day. And as I pointed out in one of my speeches, one of the great puzzles of life is why Alaska has daylight saving time. 
as I pointed out, and they all cracked up. <laughs> if Alaska needs something, it's nighttime saving time, darkness saving time. They need it. They need daylight saving time in the winter because obviously the opposite happens. They have some light for about six hours, nine to three, and the rest of the time is dark. But it, it, it's uh, it is definitely worth your visiting. Gavin Newsom says he may mandate water restrictions amid drought. So I live in the state of California. Everybody, not every, I don't want. I never consciously exaggerate, so I will change that. Many people ask me, why do I remain in California? A completely logical question, since the left has destroyed the most vibrant, most free, most fun state. They they actually hate fun. The the idea of people enjoying themselves without government supervision is anathema to the left. So why why do I stay it's not because of California. It is because of the wonderful people here. There are many wonderful people in California. For just this is not the exact equivalent, but just as an interesting note, there are way more Republicans in California than there are in any other state. There are so many people here that, of course, you are going to get a, a large number of nice people. There was a, a young woman working on my fireside chat for PragerU, I was talking to, she's 25, I believe, 24 or 25, and traditional conservative values, Christian girl, and she found her boyfriend here. She, she comes from Michigan, and she found her boyfriend here. She was stunned that she found somebody with such a kindred spirit her age in California, in Los Angeles. But it's not stunning at all. There are so many people here that there are going to be a lot of your type, whatever your type is. Anyway, I have I have too many uh, wonderful friends here. And friends are a big part of what makes life wonderful. But Newsom is doing what he can as a leftist to ruin the state. I have a question, so let me just read to you this. these are two sentences. On Monday, California Governor Gavin Newsom threatened to enact mandatory water restrictions on the population as the state's water usage spiked amid the worst drought condition in at least a century. The West Coast state usually receives most of its annual rain and snowfalls in the first three months of the year. However, this year there's been a dry spell for January, February, and March. So he's going to fine the uh, Californians continue to resist warnings to conserve water. The governor could impose $500 fines for individuals and $10,000 for water agencies. So we already have some statewide restrictions banning people from watering their lawns for 48 hours after rainstorms and sprinklers from running onto sidewalks and etc. So I have a question. Why does California not build desalination stations? We are on the entire west boundary of California is ocean. It's an enormous place, the ocean. Why aren't we desalinating ocean water? Israel does. Israel had many, many warnings about water usage. I've been visiting Israel all, all of my adult life, and I've been there about 25 times. And I, and I, and I speak Hebrew, and I, I, I remember the signs about saving water. Don't let your faucet drip. Turn it off when you brush your teeth. Uh, soap yourself and then go inside or then turn the water on in the shower and so on. And now, uh, now Israel has no uh, water problem, to the best of my knowledge, because it's built desalination stations. But you know who opposes desalinating water? Take a guess. Who are the most destructive single force in the country outside of teachers? Teachers' unions. That's right, the environmentalist movement, the Greens. They don't want nuclear power. 
even though that would solve the problem as it has in France of c- carbon emissions. And they don't want to desalinate water because it's environmentally unfriendly. They don't want to solve the problem of water because without problems, the government cannot get bigger. That's why. Once you solve the problem of desalinating water, the government ceases to be in control of your life. That is what troubles them. The opposition to desalination and the opposition to nuclear power should give you an insight into the utterly dystopian, destructive policies of the environmentalist movement. Movement of very rich, bored, secular people. That's who overwhelmingly make it up. They need meaning in their life. The best example is Al Gore, who strikes me as an empty soul, but he's filled it with the belief that he's saving the world, thanks to his commitment to removing fossil fuels. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Grovich. Came my friend because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of Amphet. Coin and bullion for over 40 years. Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty, and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price, trade, and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free, with a no pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800 221 7694. That's 800 221 76 694. Whenever I'm down, I call on you, my friend. Yes, yes. What is done with regard to water, what the left has done in California. Drought. So it's a drought. Yep, and it is a drought. What, why, uh, what do we do with the water that we have? And why don't we have desalinization as they do in Israel? Let me see if I can quickly find out here what percentage of water in Israel percent of water in Israel desalination. If that that should somewhat work. Fifty five percent. Wow. More than half of the water in Israel, according to this. Uh, Scientific American. It's just one of the many breakthroughs in membrane technology that have made desalination. Why did I say desalinization? It's desalination. Why don't you correct me, Sean? (sighs) Made desalination the uh, much more efficient. Israel now gets 55% of its domestic water from desalination. That has helped to turn one of the world's driest countries into the unlikeliest of water giants. Scientific American. California is way richer than Israel. Why don't we build them? Because of the damn environmentalists. If you say damn every time you say environmentalists, you will be morally accurate and scientifically accurate. They are damning the society that they influence. Our inflation is a result of them. Our energy shortage is a result of them. Our water shortage could be solved were it not for them. They're rotten. Rotten people run almost everything because they have a doctrine that is a ruination doctrine that dominates their lives. Gives them meaning. The meaningless need meaning. People need meaning more than they need anything except food. It's a more pa- the drive for meaning is more powerful than the drive for sex, and sex drive is very powerful. But the drive for meaning is more powerful. If you want to understand the left, it is because there is a gigantic meaning vacuum in the affluent West. 
because of secularization and, and affluence. It's a bad combination, my friends, produces a staggering boredom. 55% of Israel's water, an utterly dry country, is from desalination. We could do the same thing in California. Got like an $80 billion surplus, presumably. Just build that and solve the problem and leave people alone. But that's the point. Newsom and the left don't want to leave people alone. They have an erotic response to controlling others' lives. It is almost impossible to describe it in any other way. The joy of depriving people of the joys of their life. Yes. So, why don't we have desalination? Interesting, huh? Montebello, California. Lonnie, hello. Hello, Dennis. Hi. I have been screaming for desalinization for over 20 years. I'm 65 years old. It's absolutely inconceivable why we cannot produce water uh, out of this huge ocean that we have. San Diego now has a desalinization plant, and our, in Sacramento, they just voted down to build a desalinization plant. It is. That's right. How did the Republicans uh, vote? Do you know? Read. How did the Republicans vote? They probably voted against it. No. I got, I'm going to, you know, know what? Money, take the money for the train. Build a water station. No, no, no. But why do you think why do you think the Republicans would have voted against a desalination plant? Because I don't think I think they're some of them are one and the same. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. You you've raised an incredibly interesting question. Any Republican who voted against the desalination plant? I'm trying to get used to saying desalination, but that's the way it's it's written over here. Yeah, water desalination in Israel. Israel proves desalination era is here. This is all all from uh, stuff that even the left trusts, like Scientific American, which has become a completely woke, almost worthless journal. It's happening everywhere. They take over these places. Anyway, just thought I'd pose that question. There are solutions to all of this. There's solution to fossil fuels. It's called nuclear power. They don't want solutions. They want to take over society. They want you to live in a tiny house. They really do. They want you to bicycle to work. They're making bicycle lanes in the little city in which I live in California. So I'm going to probably hire somebody once these uh, once these bicycle lanes are made, completely disrupting traffic. Once they are made, I think I'll hire somebody to spend, I don't know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. setting up a camera. I'd like to know how many bicyclists will actually use the lanes. But if, if the answer is zero, the people who voted to, to change the entire traffic pattern of the city will be thrilled that they made bicycle lanes. Again, to use the erotic analogy, there's an auto-eroticism in the left. You do what feels good, even if it accomplishes nothing. What's our timing there, Sean? Well, that's, that's what it's all about. I feel good. I don't do good. Doing good is not in the vocabulary of the left. Feeling good about yourself and hating conservatives. Ah, now that's a joy. We return. The Dennis Prager Show. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work, and that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. 
six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here, back from Alaska, three lectures, great time, great place to visit, and if you like sunshine, you should definitely go to Alaska in the spring or summer, or probably early fall, you get it all day, at 10 p.m., it looks like 4 p.m., I want to go to Alaska. I've been there four times, but I've never been there in the winter. So I told the people to invite me to give a speech in the winter. I want to see what it is like to have very little sunshine as opposed to all-day sunshine. Welcome to the show. So I did a lot of homework on this on my column this week on the evil hate-filled speech of Joe Biden, a a bad human being is our president. That is my belief. I never said that about any president in my 40 years of broadcasting. So he said in his speech, and it's in my column about his speech, he said he listed a number of listed a number of items that were uh, examples of white supremacist murder, as if that is the big thing. And I'm reading, I'm reading to you about that, uh, about the, the lie of, I'm, I'm typing in here, forgive me, that's the reason for this. I want to get, get this up right now. There we go. So he said in his speech, gave a listing of examples of white supremacist mass shootings. And I analyzed each one of them. One of them had nothing to do with white supremacy. Only one of them uh, were blacks killed. And said, last, this week in Dallas, Texas. So I looked up what happened in Dallas, Texas. This is the President of the United States giving a speech at... uh, at the, in the city of this terrible mass murder of blacks. And he said, last this week in Dallas, Texas. So I looked it up. There was a mass shooting. Three people, three women of Asian descent were shot, but they were shot by a black man. And the president of the United States, who was a liar, in other, in other words, not one who on occasion lies. He's a liar. And uh, he said, which is quite remarkable, somebody fed him the lie. I didn't expect him to check it out. Somebody fed him the lie. Could have been easily ascertained. It was a black man who did the white supremacist, the alleged white supremacist killing. So I looked that up. And I found only two places that reported that what the President of the United States said was a pure lie. Pure, 100% lie. And of course they were both conservative sources, uh, though the shooting was reported widely. I got it from NPR, actually. The, The entire world of mainstream media, not a single one, at least not that I could find doing a Google search, reported on the lie of the President of the United States saying that a a shooting in Dallas was a white supremacist shooting when in fact it was a black man who did the shooting. No retraction that I know of by the White House, nothing. The problem is that the people, people on the left don't listen to shows like this. 
That's the problem. We know what they don't know. The difference between conservative and leftist is we know far more than they do about what is happening in society. Because we know what they know, but they don't know what we know. They don't know this. They don't know the President of the United States lied to the American people about a alleged white supremacist shooting. The whole speech was a lie. Last year in Atlanta, that was another one of his example of a white supremacist shooting. So what happened last year in Atlanta? 21, this is from my column at DennisPrager.com or Town Hall. 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long killed eight people at three massage parlors. The killings were motivated by his sex addiction and his religious conviction that those who tempted him should be killed. Race had nothing to do with it. And, of course, they were not black. They were Asian. I mean, he's, he, he, you would think that he would give all these examples, like the New York Times, which tells, which has black writers saying how they wake up afraid of whites. They're sick. El Paso, Texas, terrible thing, terrible this, this monster, Patrick Wood Crucius, killed 23 people, wounded 21 others at a Walmart. great majority of his victims were Hispanic. He couldn't even find mass shootings of blacks because it's so rare. I said, it, I said it was like a lightning strike, and that drove the left crazy. Dr- didn't drive them crazy because I was wrong. It drove them crazy because I was right. Remember, the left doesn't hate America because it's bad that hates America because it's good. Well, those are the examples that, uh, among the examples that the president gave with this awful speech. I continue with this critical piece by Heather McDonald in City Journal. Again, from 2016 to 2020, blacks nationally were twice as likely to commit a hate crime as whites according to FBI data. In New York, 2010 to 2020, blacks were two and a half times as likely as whites to commit a hate crime. Blacks in Los Angeles committed anti-Asian hate crimes at five times the rate of whites in 2021, according to internal LAP data. Blacks in L.A. committed anti-hate crimes at seven times the rates of whites and anti-Semitic hate crimes 2.4 times the rate of whites. Blacks committed anti-trans hate crimes at 2.5 times the rate of Hispanics. There were no white suspects in anti-trans hate crimes in L.A. in 2021. Blacks committed anti-Hispanic hate crimes in Los Angeles at 13.5 times the rate of whites in 2021. In other words, you're lied to by the President of the United States, the Democratic Party, the New York Times, regularly, on a daily basis. If I'm wrong, I should take a leave of absence from my profession. If they're wrong, they should take a leave of absence from their profession. These are huge challenges to the mainstream media. The gigantic lies about white supremacy and white shootings and white hate crimes, when it is blacks, who commit far more hate crimes against minorities, other minorities, than whites do. Yeah, blacks committed anti-Hispanic hate crimes in Los Angeles at 13 and a half times the rate of whites in 2021. I'm reading to you from Heather McDonald. In the U.S., blacks commit the vast share of interracial violence between blacks and whites that is not classified as a hate crime. 88%. So you're far more likely, if you're a white, to be killed by a black than if you're a black to be killed by a white. I bring this to you not because of any issue with regard to the races, but with the issue of the lying done to you by every single left-wing source in this country. That is my issue. The authorities treat black on white crime as unremarkable, however, and rarely look into motive. Authorities almost always scrutinize white on black crime, rare as it is, for a hate enhancement, precisely because it is so rare. 
On May 11th, a man entered an Asian-run hair salon in Dallas and fired off at least 13 rounds, hitting three people, one in the lower back. The victim survived the attempted mass murder only because of the shooter's poor aim. Police believe the assailant is connected to the previous drive-bys. Had he been white, his shooting spree would have been an international story. Because he was black, it was barely covered outside of Dallas. There has been no hand-wringing about black hate. That's the example the President of the United States used as the most recent example of white hate crimes, the one committed in Dallas by a black. Had that been done by a Republican president attributing a white hate crime to a a black when a white did it, Democrats would call for impeachment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So I'm reading to you from Heather McDonald on the the gigantic lie about all the hate crimes, shootings caused by white, whites or, or all white supremacists. When every metric that I am reading in the article, blacks are far more likely to commit these crimes. To the, to the extent that the president cited a white supremacist hate crime in his hate-filled speech in Buffalo, and it was actually a crime committed by a black, not a single left-wing source, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, NPR. Not a single one has reported the staggering error. Had this been done in the opposite way by a Republican president, that's all you would be hearing about. If you rely on any of them for your news, you are getting a completely distorted view of the human race, of the world, and especially of America. Completely distorted. I read it every day because I know that a lot of Americans get their news from it. This show has a subscription to the New York Times. As painful as that is. And the Washington Post. And the LA Times. As awful as the Buffalo Massacre was, Heather McDonald continues, it was almost sui generis. Sui generis means unique for its type. It's exactly what I wrote. Daily Mail picked it up. I don't know why. But they did. Where I said it was that a white supremacist shooting at blacks is almost like a lightning strike. White supremacist shootings like the Buffalo Massacre are so rare that they do not show up statistically in the tidal wave of black homicide victims between the ages of 10 and 34. Blacks going about their daily chores in inner-city areas do have reason to fear, but the threat is not from white supremacists. It is from other blacks. What do you you say to that? We'll put this article up at DennisPrager.com. Send this to friends. It might be too long for them to read. And it's so disturbing to their their make-believe world of white supremacy is the enemy. But it's still worthy of your sending it to them. The recently proposed government disinformation office may be on ice for now, but the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2022 could be an even more powerful tool for suppressing opposing viewpoints by falsely characterizing them as white supremacy. 
Though there is no shortage of government officials already investigating domestic terrorism, the bill would create three new offices in the Department of Homeland Security, the Justice Department, and the FBI, tasked with assessing white supremacist and neo-Nazi threats in the U.S. A Democratic congresswoman laid out the chain of reasoning these bodies will likely use to characterize white supremacist terror groups. Quote, America has a racism problem, America has a hate problem, and America has a domestic terrorism problem, said Texas Representative Veronica Escobar. Expect the government to use the college campus definitions of racism and hate, that is any political position with which the left disagrees. If you don't think that children should have their innocence stripped from them by premature knowledge of sexuality, you are filled with hate. If you think that a country has a right to determine who crosses its border, you are filled with hate. If you think that college admissions and faculty hiring should be based on academic merit, you are filled with hate. If you think parents should have a role in deciding whether their children are castrated, you are filled with hate. Those are the highlights of the article that I that I took uh, that I took to bring to you. That's an interesting one, Long Beach, California. Hello. Hello, this is John. John, it is. Hi. Hi, Dennis. The reason I called is just just this past weekend on the Bill Maher show, this very same argument that you're discussing was brought forward by Bill Maher, and Adam Carolla was there. Adam tried to uh, put out a uh, counter view, but uh, somehow it didn't. Maybe got uh, it just didn't. It wasn't completed, so to speak, his thoughts. But. Well, unless you have the data in front of you, if I were, I've been on the show, and if I were on that show talking about this, I would actually do something I never do, is bring notes onto the show. I I can't memorize the data that Heather McDonald cites. So I would just read it to Bill Maher and his panel and the audience and see how they react. And I would then say, look, either she's lying or the New York Times is lying. They can't both be telling the truth in, in the universe of logic that God has given us. So that would be a great moment uh, to confront Bill and his panel and his audience and those watching with these data. It was a missed opportunity. Well, he, um, again, I, I mean, look, I'm very close to Adam, and he does a phenomenal... Yeah, no, and he does a... No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Uh, attacking him or anything, uh, or even criticizing him, I would have, my point is, I too would have been at a loss. I know the truth, but I don't have the data memorized. And nobody does. Maybe Heather McDonald does. So as I said, if I were to come on the show, I and, and I may, then I would bring these data with me. Because there's no, there's no other way to say it. You can say, till the cows come home, it's a lie that white supremacists are doing all these shootings. It's just a gigantic lie. And if it, as rarely as it happens, then that is what is focused on. I mean, the data that I read to you is just staggering. If you're an Asian, you're way more likely to be attacked, physically attacked, by a black than by a white, just to give one example. Now, why why is that not dispositive? Why does that not count? That's the question. Chicago, Lee, hello. Yes, Mr. Frager, one second. Sorry, I had you on speakerphone, it won't work. Uh, yeah, I wanted to comment. Um, you made the comment about the Asian community. If they know that the majority of hate crimes are not committed by whites. I'm a Chicago cop of 21 years. The majority of my neighbors are Chinese. Um, my neighbor's father, as I told you, call taker, was beaten to death by a mentally disturbed black man in Chinatown uh, about a year and a half ago. So they definitely are aware of it. When we had the riots and the looting, um, they literally armed themselves to protect their neighborhood. Um, the neighbor I lived in, the mayor called us racist, which is the neighbor they live in, 
But when they protected Chinatown while armed, they weren't called racist. Um, so there's talks on the left side. Right, but is there a single Asian-American group that has acknowledged this? I don't think so. They've all been taken over by the left, like other quote-unquote civil rights groups. Or not to be. That is the question. Where was God? Isn't God supposed to be good? Isn't he supposed to love us? And does God want us to suffer? Ten years, you're not finished yet? Morning! Why did you do this to me? Who are you? Bruce? I'm God. Bingo! Yahtzee! Is that your final answer? Our survey says... God! Bing, 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 bing. Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse. Buddy, hey, 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 hey. I won't tell you what happened here. I want to preserve Sean's dignity. So I won't even mention Sean. I have nothing to say about Sean. And what just happened. Hi, everybody. Ultimate Issues Hour, third hour every Tuesday. Gave a series of speeches this past weekend in Alaska. And a subject that I addressed is what I want to address today. One of my speeches I addressed this, and I'd like to address this today at the Ultimate Issues Hour, the big issues of life. I would call it the Wisdom Hour, but it would sound pompous. But that's what it is about. And there's no teaching of wisdom. You know why there's no teaching of wisdom? This is a side comment, but it's important. Why is there no teaching of wisdom at almost any of our schools? And the reason is because they're secular institutions. And no secular institution has wisdom. There are secular individuals who have some wisdom. Or better, there are some secular individuals with wisdom. But there are no secular institutions with wisdom. And since we have traded in wisdom for knowledge, and you're not even getting knowledge, that's the joke. We're not, we thought we were. Well, at least my kids are learning facts, but they're not even learning that. So this is an hour devoted to wisdom serious thinking about life. So my question, it is a question today, and I'm going to offer some answers. Why did so many conservative kids, or why did so many kids raised in conservative homes leave conservatism, and why did so many kids raised in religious homes leave religion? In other words, people who love America, very many of them fail to produce children who do. And people who were religious, in many cases, fail to produce kids committed to their religion. What happened? So one obvious thing that happened is parents got sucker punched. They thought that by sending their kids to school in the United States, their values would be reinforced when, in fact, they were held in contempt. One president of a university, of an Ivy League Brown University, years ago said, the task of college is to have you question your father's values. I thought the purpose of college was to guide you to pursuing truth depth, wisdom. No, it was to challenge your father's values. Actually, he was not being fully honest, but he was being very honest, but not fully. It's really to reject your father's values, not even just question them. So 
One reason that so many parents didn't produce kids who had their traditional values religiously or Americanly, if I may use that as an adverb, is they were sucker punched by the school system. I always reflect on this fact. My parents went to public school in the 1930s. And let's see, so my father was born in 1918, so he was 10 years old in 28, 20 years old in 38. Yep, it's in the 1930s. His parents were Orthodox Jews from Eastern Europe. And they were totally okay with sending their child to an American public school. Because these very religious people had no reason to assume that the school would undo the home's values. And they were right. In the 1930s, schools reinforced American and Judeo-Christian values. They just did. They... Until 1962, in what is, to my mind, one of the two, three worst modern Supreme Court decisions, they overturned the New York State School Prayer, something to the effect, we beseech thy blessings on, or we ask for thy blessings, God, on our parents, our teachers, our country, and ourselves, something to that effect. I mean, really offensive stuff. But uh, the Supreme Court found that offensive. It it broke down the the barrier of separation of church and state, words that are never found in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, but it doesn't matter. So in the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, parents assumed that their values were reinforced at school. It changed dramatically in the 60s and certainly by the 70s. By that time, your kid was being taught the opposite of what you believed. So that is one reason why so many conservative, America-loving, freedom-loving parents have kids who, who don't love freedom or America. And why many, let's say, Christian parents have kids who have rejected Christianity. That's one reason, but it's not the only reason. Maybe as big a reason, maybe a bigger reason, is that conservative parents, religiously and or secularly, in terms of affirmation of America, they didn't know how to make the case for America, in the latter instance, or for religion in the former instance. I'll give you examples of both. So for many Christians, the emphasis was almost overwhelmingly on faith in Christ. Completely understandable, since that's the essence of the Christian message. Christ died for one's sins, and one affirms that, and one attains salvation thereby. However, a lot of Christians, certainly not all by any means, but a lot of Christians didn't go beyond that. What they didn't do is teach their kids what does that mean. So you believe in Jesus and you are saved, but how does that affect your attitudes and behaviors in the rest of life? Many were taught, but many were not taught. What, what do I know about life as a result of my faith? How do I apply that to, if you will, non-binary, the claim that human sexuality or sexual identity is non-binary? Now, obviously, I don't expect parents to have addressed that 10 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. 
since nobody was claiming that human sexuality was not binary. Of course it's binary. Male and female, that's what we are, just like the rest of the animal kingdom. But whatever the issue, they were not prepared because they relied on faith alone, but that was a mistake. Likewise, parents who loved America and its values didn't teach those values to their kids. What they did was assume that, hey, it'll just be passed generation to generation. My kids will love this country like I love this country because that makes sense. They didn't teach them why to love. I knew this my whole life. The issue that was neglected was teaching why. Why be religious? Why be American? That was not taught by many parents. I don't blame them. They didn't know how to answer the question either. 1-8 Prager 776. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.